Hello, 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 everyone. Um, welcome back to OTB Podcast UK, Over the Bridge Podcast. Um, we are four came black and mixed race Cambridge grads, as I'm sure you must know by now. Hopefully you've been listening along and this isn't your first episode. But if it is, um, we are four black and mixed race Cambridge graduates, um, a few years into our career. This is just a chance for us to come and meet and discuss and hopefully shed some light from our perspective on a few different issues that are out there in society. Uh, my name is Bilal and I'll be the host for this podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Quaku, for nominating me for well, this. Well, you're the host. <laughs> I'm the when, host, bro. Yes, I'm just elevating when. myself. I just said, <laughs> all he said was you could introduce the start of it. Nobody oh, said nothing about no. Host, all right. Host, yeah. Slowly, yeah, by the end of this season, you'll hear me saying this more and more and you'll get used to it. But um, no, my name is Bilal and um, today I am joined by none other than... Tom. Hello. Tommy Dyer. Tommy Dyer's back. Right. Is this going to stick here? This name yeah. Is right, yeah. Uncle Thomas. George the Poet Oh yeah Oh Quirky. yeah And um, yeah Just patch it today man Not feeling like P-Money today Not oh, feeling like P-Money I'm just feeling like Not feeling P-Money It's Little P It's Little P yeah. Let's stick with that one instead <laughs> isn't it? Little, little P, P. Little, little P, P. Oh, man. Do you know what Let P. me just start was calm yeah. I like P. De Niro P. De Niro, P. De Niro. That, that Latin exotic Yeah like, um, When some, you Let's yeah, see your hair some some No my hair's messy at the moment That's why I'm wearing a hat Okay. Yeah, I need yeah, to get it redone. Sometimes you do look like Peter Nero, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that true. But no, today it's just <laughs> simple old little P. Patrick. Oh, what's good, everyone? What's good? Everyone called you Paddy before. A lot of people tried to do it. Yeah, you don't like they, it. Yeah, they try and I shut them around. Oh, shut <laughs> them down. <laughs> 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 not Irish. It's like when people call you Billy. It's like, people call you Billy. Where you going? I remember one time I met some guy, yeah, and he was like, what's your name? I was like, Bilal. And he was like, Bill what? I'll just call you Billy. I was like, nah, no, you won't. No, you will not. Man. But you know how you guys call me Pastor Bilal, yeah? yeah. Like I told you, I told you, man, this in a group chat earlier, but it's, it's just still sticking with me. Like the other day, some guy actually DM'd me on Twitter being like, Pastor. And I was like, yeah. I was like, he's been listening to the podcast, but he's got it all wrong. I have no actual pastor. <laughs> but yeah, for anyone that can count, obviously there are five of us here, and I said there are four people. George, the poet, is joining us as a guest today, so sure. we're lucky to have him for two whole episodes. Respect. Nice of him to be here. So, um, yeah, today what we want to get into and sort of discuss is the idea of activism as a brand. Um, the idea that perhaps activism or social justice warrior has gone too far maybe um is it something that should be a brand is it something that perhaps um in this day and age is just a way of making money and i want to just open up the floor um to leave it to you guys maybe we should start by defining what we the terms in which we're talking about i so, think over to you one one phrase that we're gonna um this is george speaking by the way this is george speaking so one phrase that's kind of unavoidable in this conversation in 2018 is virtue signaling mm-hmm I think a, a lot of the time online people grandstand just to mm. demonstrate to the audience that they have qualities and sensibilities that in, imply they're a good person. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the self-serving nature of that grandstanding is what leads people to see it as virtue. So you're just letting people know what a virtuous person you are. Mm-hmm. And I've just just when you gave your intro, Bilal, Billy, Get out. You're fired. Sorry, faster. (laughs) When when Bilal gave his intro, yeah, I I, had a recent experience flew back flew flew back to my mind, yeah. Um I um I advertised for interns and um uh in lieu of payment, I'm offering um some skills training and exposure to like genuine opportunities, right? Mm. The whole purpose of this work is to promote sustainability to a younger audience through creative storytelling. Someone, so we've been getting applications in just just for months now. Someone randomly woke up. This person had about 5,000 followers on Twitter. And um, they also were verified. And they tweeted, good morning, everyone. Can we talk about the fact that George the Poet is offering free unpaid internships mm. um, and expecting you to bring your own laptop, eye roll or something to that effect. I didn't see this for, for a few hours. So when I saw this tweet, it had a few replies. Someone said it's inhumane. Someone wow. said it's disgusting. Someone now, now when I saw those replies, 
That's quite funny. So I was laughing. Mm. To, like, obviously, where I think I was in, or I just come back from Uganda at the time. <laughs> Where you know, like, <laughs> still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like how his gold teeth glinted as well. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I just got back from Uganda where the police were firing live rounds into crowds of pro- protesters mm. um, demonstrating against the social media tax that was imposed arbitrarily by the government. Also, taxes on money transfers that's inhumane so if we would use the word inhumane for that and you and you'd use the word inhumane for some unpaid internships that are designed to promote sustainability to an audience that isn't invited to that conversation it's kind of laughable mm-hmm. but the hours went on and the, ret- the retweets grew mm. the likes and the opinions people are it's kind of gaining some traction like i said this this person had a good few followers so i felt com- compelled to reply and i said um, I, 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 I basically explained that it's irresponsible because um, they also questioned the legality of what I was offering. Mm-hmm. And I said, listen, we, 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 we asked around about this. We sought mm-hmm. legal advice and um, uh, this is legal. Also, as you yourself, because this person had taken snippets of the job description just to make me look bad. Mm. And be like, look at all the things they're asking for. Jeez. And it was, it said stuff like researching sustainable brands, reaching out, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, not selling tickets or promoting a new song. Mm. Like, sustainability. Anyway, I was like, this is the nature of the work. Um, the idea is that once, I didn't explain all of this, but between us and anyone listening, don't tell <laughs> no one. Mm-hmm. That, um, <laughs> The idea is that once this model works, we will be able to um, to grow it financially, and obviously there'll, there'll be money in it. Mm. But I can't reveal too much about that. This is this is work. This is my business, right? Anyway, and my whole thing to this person was like, it's irresponsible to put me out there like I'm crazy mm. when you haven't you haven't even reached out for a conversation. Yep. First of all, yeah, yeah. Yep. you didn't investigate the detail yep. of this. So let's remove me from the situation. Let's remove the fact that this is specifically designed to... By the way, is that is that a problem? Is it going to get picked up? Who knows, man? For, if, it's not, if it's not picked up, everyone listening, there's some... Some sirens. Some, some, sirens. some siren ambience for us. But anyway. friend, Brent's got some new mics, so I think they'll be all right. So. Uh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah so... Um, apart, yeah, take me out of the equation. As... A form of conduct that's bad that's crazy like mm. you're what is the gain mm. this person so the more we started talking um uh the more they first of all kind of regulated their tone a little bit mm. they started sounding a bit more apologetic but they were trying to stand firm in the reason for tweeting mm. and they were saying um i'm just opposed to the idea of anyone working for free i said cool out here Kids are dying. I'm about to go to a memorial for a 15-year-old who was stabbed 10 minutes um, uh, around the corner from me by other 15-year-olds. If they were engaged in something creative uh, that grew their talents, whether or not there was money involved, that might not have happened. We're under pressures in this community. And if we're all going to sit around and wait for um, the funding to just materialize for every single Mm. um, thing that we feel like could improve our condition, then more kids are going to die in this way. Mm. And this person like, hey, I completely respect your intentions. I just, um, I uh, opposed to the idea. So what I found is, first of all, you're talking hypothetically. You're talking mm. about ideas. I'm talking about a situation. I'm talking about something that I've tried to create. Mm. I might not be, um, and then other people started to get involved in the conversation saying, George, it's the semantics. Actually, it's the case of semantics. If you call something an internship, it should be paid. Da, da, da. And, and my thing is like, that might be, 100% true. Mm. Why could that not have been said before my name was yeah, dragged yeah, a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. 100%, Virtue signaling. You yeah. wanted to perform yeah. to the audience. You mm-hmm. weren't as interested because she said to me, mm. um, I respect your intention. And I said, yo, if you respect my intentions, delete that tweet. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Never got no response. You know, yeah. I, often, yeah. I often think, and I like, this is, uh, there's two things that come to mind for what you said. The first thing is, I really wonder when we're going to get a lot of lawsuits for libel coming through as a result of tweets on on, on Twitter and stuff like that, people saying unsolicited things. For mm-hmm. example, because when the newspaper, because we're allowed, we were talking to a friend 
about, mm. you know, um, um, he was explaining the way the press process works and was saying, look, if a newspaper cannot make a claim about someone with them at least contacting someone's PR first and saying, I'm running this story, you have 24 hours to explain yourself. Mm. If you don't explain yourself, we're going to run it anyway, but we're telling you, we're giving you um, formal notice anyway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the second thing is, it's like, what you said about the performative thing, clearly, it's like, first of all, the one thing that annoys me about the whole, like, not activism movement or something, but the kind of like, people seem to love when like social justice warriors, they love to get into the semantics. What do you mean by this? Define this, define this, define this. They love to try and nitpick at points. So you're offering an internship. There's not a, a financial payment, but there is a payment in kind. Right, so there is a payment, but someone wants to use semantics and say, "Oh no, but technically this is not a monetary exchange." And da 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 da. And it's like, it's just it annoys me so much. And you see, and you you see that this is why I went off social media because you see a lot of people just mm. talking about things. Just they, a lot of people talk out their ass, yeah. and I find that with people who have um, an agenda in certain areas. Don't get me wrong; some of this stuff is is valid. I'm not trying to shut down everything because mm. there are too many things. But when people have an agenda. Mm unsolicited, no evidence, no research, nothing to back up what they say, just a hint, just a feeling, just a this and this and this, right? It might get traction in in the small Twitter space, but try it somewhere outside. Try mm. and see someone who is mm. an authority figure mm. in the mouth. I mean, and then it raises another question, who makes a person an authority figure? But just take me at my, my point. And it's like, it's not going to fly. You have nothing to, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, Bollocks that people go off on all I, the time. I hear what you're saying, um, but I, I would probably disagree in that there's a lot of people that have blown up on social media, right? Um, whose activism is uh, sort of, it's very aestheticized and um, stylized that have actually sort of gone into the main, mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. Whether, I'm not here to say whether they rightfully or wrongfully, but there's definitely a trend of aestheticized activism and that does come from the social media space be it twitter or instagram um i would say those are the two main platforms and what you're finding is you've got to be very very wary of activism that breaks into the mainstream and people in the mainstream lap it up because surely if it's revolutionary surely if it's activism Mm, it's gonna have to rub up the wrong people right so if you're getting all these big brands right jumping on your wave mm. and jumping on what you are mm. proselyting about. I'm not saying that these people that are being lapped up by big brands are doing something wrong, but I feel like people need to exercise a bit more caution when it comes to these things. Cause let's look at like, let's look at some of these brands when it comes to their kind of the, the, the activism that they sort of promote, <laughs> what they're doing at the same time. So like you have um, Dove, which I think is a, do you know what? Actually, I'm not going to go too much into products, right? But you have these conglomerates, right? And one of their brands will be saying X, Y, and Z, love your body, blah, 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 blah. And then the other brand will be talking about how, you know, they, they will be um, objectifying women, for example. Like in the same, within, un, under the same parent company. Mm. So these <laughs> brands aren't stupid. Mm. They understand that activism is the new wave and activism is a new big thing on social media and activism is a ploy to sell money. Let's remember the Pepsi advert, which was a complete shambles, the one with um, Kendall okay. Jenner, right? Oh it was a joke because obviously <laughs> no. some big wigs in the boardroom, they, you know, they didn't really, they, they probably underestimated the intelligence of young people, Gen Zers and millennials, whatever. But these brands understand that this stuff sells money, right? Yeah. So if your activism plays into these into the hands of these brands and plays into the hands of mainstream media and what you're saying is being lapped up, you're on every single radio show, this, that, and the other. Because let's 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 compare with somebody that I I think I compare I sort of consider like, you know, a genuine activist that does it not for real fame or anything like that, because because but he does it because he just does it. Someone like Ricardo, right? Yeah, I know you say that. <laughs> have any big brands, have any big brands really jumped on a car mm, and be like, has no. a got a deal with Adidas? No. I've never seen that. Has a car, do you see what I'm saying? So, That's so true. Yeah. I'm That's not, a bit too true. I'm yeah. not here. I'm not yeah. here to drag down these, these activists that have, because, but at the end of the day, 
at the end of the day, secure the bag, right? Because we all live in this capitalist yeah. society. And We're all just is... trying to get how we live, right? Get it how you live. <laughs> I was waiting for you to Wait, say I've that, been man. waiting for this. We're waiting. <laughs> Wait, it's, it's, it's catchphrase. Get it. We're get all it just trying live. to get how we live, yeah? Cool. Yeah. But at the same time, the, the virtue signaling and all this stuff is like, just be real with yourself. Why mm. are you doing it? Mm. You know, are you doing this because you truly feel strongly about, for example, knife crime? We know who you're talking about, son. No, 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 no. Probably not even doing that intentionally. No, but I'm just using these examples. I'm just using these examples from social. Like, are you really doing this because you feel strongly about this? No, or are you doing it because you can secure the bag out of it? And there's a radio station that's like, come on my show, we'll pay for this. There's brands, magazines, book deals, all this stuff. You see what I'm saying? Are you being really real? And is your activism revolutionary? If brands are lapping it up. Okay, that's, I'm a, done. that's a very good point. Like, is your activism resolution if brands are lapping it up? I'm going to leave that to people to decide. But um, going back to what you were saying about like, do you really care about these things, right? Mm. Would it, would we, you know, like sometimes we've we've talked before about like, oh, you know, people like, I think when we talked about Skepta and we were angry at him because he'd said the wrong things and, on mm-hmm. the media, right? But these people have got a platform. Mm-hmm. They've got people that follow them. Mm-hmm. And they are saying something that is probably not that far wrong, right? Mm. And they're, they're using their platform for some sort of social good. Mm. So this idea then that like brand activism, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if you're actually saying something decent, like shouldn't you be using your platform for that? So this is a weird thing. I used to pray that activism would become a phase, a superficial phase. I mean, obviously I prayed for more than that, mm. but... My reasoning was that even if it's a trend and it, it, it becomes exactly what we're do- talking about today, the net it's a net gain. Because the conversations that happen, mm. the residual benefits of those conversations are better than... Like, at every point in human existence, people are going to lie mm. and grab opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now, the way that that expresses itself in a lot of what we see in the mainstream is... A lot of bullshit music lyrics, a lot of um, faff on TV, mm-hmm. just for those same things: attention, securing the bag, mm-hmm. appearing relevant, mm-hmm. and with your finger on the pulse. So, if you if people are gonna chase all of those things, this is why I used to pray for. I used to pray that there was just one season where they do it for activism, mm-hmm. and I still feel like it's a net gain. And that is a very cynical. It's a very sad way to look at it, mm. but again, that prayer came out of a frustration with what was going on mm. in the streets, where guys are throwing their lives away over things that are basically trends, mm. but the energies, the driving forces behind these trends are so dark mm. that mm. you're. I'm no longer offended by people's mm-hmm. fickleness, superficiality, desire to be included, mm. inclination for, towards conformity. I'm a lot less offended by that mm-hmm. than yeah, yeah. the intention yeah. behind mm. a lot of the energies yeah. that capture people's you. imagination. So but I, I, I think the thing with that is a lot of um, so a lot of these people will start off with good intentions, right? Um, but I feel like somewhere along the line, or maybe this never was the case in the first place, um, but the, they 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 lose sight of practicing what they they preach. Mm. Or at least the activism that they um, champion or the cause that they're fighting for only applies to certain people. Mm. Um, and it only applies, and in, in many cases, it only applies to people that look and behave like them. Or, mm. um, so it's, it's that, okay, cool. Like you're uplifting, you're, you're uplifting something, right? But can you be honest about like who you're uplifting? Because Let's say like, let's say you're really about uplifting. I don't know what example to use without like, sound like I'm indirecting anybody. <laughs> but l- let's say that you're really uplifting young black boys, right? I don't think this is a good example because I haven't seen this so much. But let's say you're uplifting young black boys, right? But let's say it's only, I don't know, young black boys that dress a certain way or, you know, are um, conventionally attractive mm. or they have the right aesthetics to appear in like, branding and stuff like that mm-hmm. and when you have events they look good at your events etc etc mm-hmm. that is not really is i mean because what what then happens is that people kid themselves and think yeah mm-hmm. something good is happening here mm-hmm. because these select people 
are doing better. So that must mean that the people that also belong to the, the wider group, mm. but aren't aesthetically pleasing enough to be in this space mm. are also benefiting. So let's mm. all just pat ourselves on the back and say we're doing a good job because mm. we're now talk, talking loudly about this. Like, mm. don't get me wrong. I think it's so important that conversations like this are happening and the intention, mm-hmm. the good intentions are there. Mm-hmm. But one thing I always take issue with is misinformation. Mm. <laughs> Let me, can, I, can we take this like back a little bit? Yeah, sure. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And I want to ask like, what makes me an activist? I was going to ask this exact same question. Like, yeah. I think we have to have maybe so, a bit of a clear definition of what. So on, on that, I, tweeted, on, I tweeted something the other day and I was, someone tweeted something back and I was like, that's not what I meant, man. Like, all the time that happens, that's just Twitter. But I tweeted saying, um, everyone's an activist until it comes to being active. Yeah. And I got like, loads of people responded to that. And some people. Oh, was, I remember when you see that. Some, well. some people responded being like, oh, this is, um, this is, um, it's, it's funny that you tweeted that, but you're actually being like discriminatory to like disabled people. And I'm like, bro, that's, that's not wrong. Active, active doesn't mean it. It means participate. He was talking about, by the way. Yeah. Is it? By you uplifting one group, yeah. you're just kind of like yeah. and misrepresenting or mishandling everyone else. I was on another podcast like last year, right? And we're actually going to do another season. So this podcast, if anyone cares. But we um we had this conversation ages ago about is being woke a burden? And that was a topic of conversation. And we started talking about the levels of, of wokeness. And I hate the word wokeness. So we started talking about like the levels, right? Where if you're like a, a vegan, like atheist, um, black woman who's like gay, then you're, you know, you're at the, the height of like oppression, right? And, <laughs> and, and it makes you like the most activist person that there is. And you know, the different levels that people go through anyway. And it's a similar thing that I've realized with, with activism, where the, um, for you to be an activist, you need to uplift these specific groups. And if you've sort of, Meant managed to navigate your way into the right, um, the right groups of the people who perhaps need need an activist to stand up for them. Then that's where for some you know people what it, they can latch onto their brand identity. You know what it is. I think um, I think a lot of people have an issue not with activism itself, but sometimes with the way people who label themselves as act- activists, are, they come across as disingenuous. Mm-hmm. Um, in the sense that, like, it's hard It's it's hard to explain. Not even for the fact, because I don't have anyone in mind in particular. Um, but it's quite hard to convey it. Sometimes you see someone and it's like, why are you actually doing this? For what purpose are you, like, why are you trying to gain traction? And I understand, George, what you were saying earlier about there is a net gain from 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 doing this. And then there is a kind of wider question of, do you separate the man from the message? Because we've heard some great men and women come out with messages, but when you actually look at their lives, mm-hmm. completely different story. And then it's a kind of question of, do you, bun- do you bunch that together, the man and the message, and look at both of those things? Or can you separate and say, but the message was fantastic, but the man and the woman wasn't, right? Um, and I think that... I've 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 struggled with this question. I, I don't I don't have an answer for it because I, I think about it not every day, but I think about it a lot. And I but I find that's my problem. And I think the reason why now we're it seems like we're in an era of like political correctness, and on that basis, it looks like a lot of people are jumping on that kind of. I don't want to say they're jumping on a PC bandwagon, but they're jumping on what looks like to be this activist train, which is heading mm. and hasn't continued to it hasn't stopped, and it doesn't look like it's stopping mm. either. Which from a you know. The fact that people are having discussions about various things is a good thing. If, mm. if the outcome it's can be good, thing. I don't think that can be taken away. But I say to people all the time, you know, uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the expression about hell and intentions? The, the, the what's it? Um, the, road the road to hell is paid with good intentions. Um, and I sometimes question, like, if everybody's screaming about an agenda, how are we going to understand which agenda is kind of the most important or who dictates it, who defines this kind of wider question, right? If everybody has an agenda to speak about, how do we know which one is important? How do we know which one is valid? But I think, you know, yeah. But who am I to define that? That's the next question. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of, that's, and this is what I kind of have issues with this. I'm going to say, oh, this is important. 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 And things are getting, you know, thrown at your face at a million miles an hour. And it's like, okay, so when did you come in and now say this is important? Do you know what I mean? And mm. this kind of makes you appear. Gee, this, this, that's, that's my own problem with it. Not the actual 
message that someone has to say it's like why are you actually doing this but i feel like like one inevitable thing that happens is that we are forced to engage with each other so taking the situation that i described earlier in which the young woman tweeted oh my god everyone look at george the poet with his unpaid internships she elaborated that her position was one of concern or defense Mm of um, people in the media industries in which mm-hmm. um, unpaid in- internships are a problem, mm-hmm. a big problem. And she said, she specified that it's dominated by, in her words, middle-aged white men. Yeah. Now, what I had to remind her of was that I'm a young black man from the inner city. And I, my experience is, is just different. So my mm-hmm. concerns are different. My pressures are different. And the compromises, the compromises which we all have to make will be different for all of us accordingly, right? Mm-hmm. So she had to, at, at some level, engage with her obliviousness to my experience. She had mm-hmm. to engage with mm-hmm. that, yep. which is why, like I said, her tone changed mm-hmm. in, the, in the series of tweets. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, she was outright apologizing for misunderstanding Mm. Or misrepresenting my intentions. Did she take but the tweet down? She didn't take the tweet down. So number she one, she wasn't actually apologizing. Yeah, she no, wasn't really. Exactly that, mean, which, like, which is what makes me think about the whole performance yeah, aspect of yeah, it. Yeah. But like I was saying, it the, the intersection of our two positions. My my my, my point being that I would rather because there are other people that try to get involved saying, "Oh, you think you're helping disprivileged people, but um, unpaid internships are are you know biased towards people that to, towards richer people, right mm. now." Again, that's another level of like you're 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 bringing your experience and you're you're it's intersecting with my position. You don't know that there are a lot of people in my community that would come and work with me for nothing. Mm. You don't know that, but now mm. we, we we are we should be having a dialogue. But again, going back to what you're saying, Pat, if people are caught up in the um, if people's intentions are wrong, ultimately you ain't gonna get the meaningful long term behavior change that yeah and conversation and dialogue. But yeah. One of the things that I was just thinking about that came to mind with what you're saying, George, is perhaps over time, hasn't activism always been to some degree performative? That there always there's always a leader to, to some sort of activist movement, right? That you can probably think back through history and think, mm-hmm. okay, there's that face or that name that I remember or that person who did this. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are the whole there's a whole bunch of activists, there's a whole bunch of people behind that, right? But we mm-hmm. remember one revolutionary act or one revolutionary yeah. person mm-hmm. or statement. So mm-hmm. is this even new? Well, people gather know, around. I, I, I think it's. That, oh, go on, you go. I was just gonna say. I think it's different being a being a leader and being performative. Mm. Like, I guess you know, like when you're a leader, you you kind of have to extol an ideal, right? Mm. So you can't really. Often the the human side of you is not is not put under scrutiny, or at least people prefer to have. Uh, an idealized vision of you, which is why when your failures let you down, you feel really disappointed because like, oh, wow, they're actually just human and they make mm. mistakes. Mm. Um, mm. But I think there is a difference between being a leader um, and being prone to making a mistake than to have this thing that you do be kind of secondary to what your primary aim is. Mm. So if your primary aim is actually to um, bring about change in whatever whatever area of activism that you that you have decided to place yourself, then for me, yeah, you you can be a leader in that field, um, but I don't necessarily think that that makes you performative. Okay, but if your main aim, and this is something that you know you might not even realize yourself as an activist, like if your main aim is actually to um, to have like people look up to you in a certain way or to um, have your brand um, shared with the world in a certain way and accepted by, you know, corps or the mainstream media or whatever. If the main reason you do something is to like basically fuel your own ego, mm. then that's when it becomes, your leadership becomes problematic mm. for me anyway. But mm. who, who am I? Like, you, I'm just a yeah, human. No, I'm, agree, just, I'm just a guy chatting on a mic today. That's, but no, no, do you see no, what I'm it's saying? It's true though, like, no. I think, I think another, another thing with that yeah, is... And this has come up quite a lot about when activism is in the conversational stage. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't know whether you can really claim to be an activist in its fullest sense if it's really just speaking about something online. 
Do you know what I mean? When when people are really active in the sense that the communities that they're pushing or the agendas that they're advocating for, they're grassroots level underground actually doing things within that area, mm. then I think there's a lot more credence to what they have to say. And there's a lot less ego attached, I think. Mm. But like you were saying, Balao, historically, I think, and this is probably just down to human nature, when you are the face of something or the leader of something, there's going to be a certain a certain ego attached mm. to what you do. Like, um, I imagine like a Malcolm or like a Martin Luther King or whoever the case was, even though the, the cause that they were fighting for was so righteous, they still had their own things that came with it because they're so highly respected and highly regarded. And I think that's that's a human thing, isn't it? Um, whether you become a so-called professional activist where you get paid for it, mm. I think like Patrick was saying earlier, people should be somewhat skeptical, but I don't think that alone is enough to, to write them off and say, well, you're doing this for your own personal agenda. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of examples of people that it does come across that way. Yeah. Whereas like they're, you're not sure how concerned they the really thing, are about what they're fighting can for. Can I ask a question though? Mm. Because, all right, you said, you said that you're not sure if someone talking online can be classed as activism, yeah? Mm. But what is it? Like, what are you looking for? Are you looking for danger? Are you looking for physical action? Because obviously in some countries, talking online uh-huh. is dangerous. Mm. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm. I have to put that in context then. Because mm. I good think, point. yeah, that's actually a really good point. Um, I think when the conversation is too, you're preaching to the choir type thing, so, where you're not really affecting change or perspectives mm. from people outside of mm. your domain, um, and it's more so... Uh, then you're not active. Yeah, You're not active, do you well, know what I mean? Can, can, I ask, mm. can I ask you a question, George? Yeah, because you're someone who exists in like a, this creative space, right? And mm. you've got a lot of following, like you've got a big following, you've got people that look up to you. Mm. Some people might even say that the content of what you produce is quite like revolutionary in the space in which you exist, right? Because mm. you're putting out like, social commentary from like a young black male perspective growing mm. up in northwest london and some people might even say that you you perhaps are an activist in the fact that you are saying these things with the platform that you have and that's, mm. that's actually quite big mm. now do you feel that and I, you know like recently like i'm going to bring it up the, the the thing that you like live instagram storied right mm. the mm. experience that you went through for anyone that hasn't seen it like just check out george's like timelines because it's there mm. um and you had this encounter with the police and to, to use your platform to highlight that, mm. some people might say it was quite an activist thing to do. But did you feel an obligation to do that? Hundred percent. This is a. I can't believe we've talked this long and it hasn't once crossed my mind to address that situation. Mm. Mm. So, f- the first disclaimer is that um, um, conversations. Um, in trying to get a solution out of this situation, I'm having conversations that are not public. Maybe that's another element Mm. of this idea of activism that we need to discuss. Mm. I'm having conversations far out of the public eye, um, which I don't want to interrupt or I don't want to upset. So I might not go into every single detail, right? Mm. However, the known facts are that I was sitting in my car outside of my mom's house. The police um, rolled up to me, asked me a bunch of questions about my, my engine was off. There was no one making no noise. I was what I was reading my messages after a show I'd just done. Um, the police asked me questions about the ownership of my car, whether or not I have insurance, if I have a license. Um, my dad came is just outside the house, so my dad's come out. A police officer's been rude to him, said, move away from my um colleague. I got out of my car. Police all of a sudden feel like they need to search me and my car for weapons. Neighbors wake up. The, the a lot of people on the street wake up, and every every other day, another person from the from my road or my parents' road um, says to me, "I saw it. I was praying. I was disgusted. I was scared. Whatever." Yeah. Um, police were hung around for about twenty five minutes, not being the not being respectful towards my family or my neighbors, or obviously myself. Um, they and then they just. When they found nothing, they hurriedly left mm. without any closure, no apology, no explanation. 
a rushed note that was illegible disappeared into the night. Yeah. Now, my my mum. In fact, let's put people's reactions to one side. In the moment, I knew that it needed to be shared because if I didn't share it, I would talk myself out of sharing it for a number of reasons. Now, firstly, pers- on a personal thing, Bilal knows me since, uh, since what? Yes, seven. I was in year yeah, eight. Yeah, I was yeah, in year seven. So I've been a rapper. I was a rapper for mm. uh, like from like year 10 to so basically like five years. Yeah. As a rapper, I got sick of repetition and I realized that there's something about the way we spit, the mm-hmm. environments in which we share our experiences through music that make us a little bit limited in the in 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 the scope of discussion in our music. Mm-hmm. We talk about our relationships with women, we talk about our our financial aspirations or maybe our achievements that we're proud of. We don't talk that much about what was I talking about? Inter- interplanetary exploration. We don't talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't talk about the experience of old age or Just the perception. Of <laughs> <laughs> can, you you imagine, can you imagine like channel you back in the day? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like, oh and I felt like that's that 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 holds us back, especially as in terms of what we were talking about in the previous episode. Um, Existing mm. beyond just the um, the the environment that is presented to us, especially if you're from an inner city community like mine, that environment can feel repressive. It can feel restrictive. So I've always wanted, I've always aspired to talk about things beyond what is already already established as the domain of young black men. Mm-hmm. Strained police relations is definitely our domain. Mm. Now. I don't want to talk about anything without offering a new perspective mm. or without um offering yeah new new yeah new insight ultimately that's what it all boils down to for me. Mm. If I'm not talking about it, however, I want there to be action yep. that leads me towards exactly what I said, new insight. Mm. I felt like I felt like sharing that experience online took me a step back in that sense. Mm. Like to a lot of people, I'm just an N-word. Mm. In that, in that, in, mm. in the, the optics of it is, are oh, they caught another N-word? Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm outside my yard, I'm in my tracksuit, my car looks or whatever. They looked at me and they thought something mm. and you've now put me in that box. A lot of kids had never seen me like that. Mm. A lot of potential yeah, clients yeah. Yep. had never mm. seen me like that. Yep. Mm. So you've now messed up the base. Do you get me? Mm. Now, mm. it would be tidier of me to just pretend it never happened. Mm-hmm. Then I wouldn't have to do all this explaining, wouldn't have to address it in interviews. I would be able to crack on with the schedule that I had planned for the year mm. without being interrupted with, remember, you're a black boy, deal with your domain, handle your business. Mm. Do you mm. get me? Mm. Now, that is a challenge in itself. But at the same time, to answer your question, it's an obligation. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's an there's an undeniable obligation. It gets me mad to think that anyone would not step up to this opportunity. Like, of course, mm-hmm. if you if you if you're going through, and this is what one thing that frustrates me with rap music a lot, like we're going through some stuff that you guys can uniquely articulate. However, if you pass up the opportunity to present it in a way that advances the conversation and that deters more people from getting in, you know, locked in that cycle, then you're you're um you're doing a disservice to your people. Mm. You're taken away, and it, and and, it, and it's dread because this was given to us. Mm. Like how many of us were sitting there in nursery thinking one day I want to fight the police? <laughs> Do you get me? It's not an aspiration. Yeah. It's just it's it's your lot. Wow. <laughs> Do you get wow. me? Like it's what you're given to deal with. Yeah. So for me, I feel like mm. there isn't there isn't like you have to engage with your environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? And and going back to what I was saying about social responsibility, and this talks to another thing about what what we've been talking about about people's um the, like like finding out that your heroes or these representatives are fallible in human. Mm. I don't always feel like I'm in a I'm qualified to talk from a from a moral standpoint. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm in a bad place. Sometimes I'm I'm up to no good. Mm. Not up to no good, but sometimes yeah, I, tell us more. Human. Human. <laughs> <laughs> Spill the tea, bro. Sometimes I'm doing I'm doing madness. 
No, not really. But do you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's very difficult. Like, for example, if you if, if someone was to make a secret recording mm. of me chatting to my brothers, straight up, you would hear some bad language. Mm. Do you get me? You'd hear some mm. very crude language. I'm straight up. You would. And I'm, I don't, I don't feel a way about that because like, I'm not, uh, I, I don't feel like that's bad. It's not a dirty little secret. Mm. It's more for pragmatic reasons, more trying to offer my young viewers something different that mm. I don't just always show that side of myself mm-hmm. without regulation. Mm. However, you throw that into the context of this, where I'm trying to take a, a, a basically a, a moral standpoint, a moral stand mm. against what I feel is harassment. Like it's very easy to discredit me as a person. Now you're attack. Now it's like, oh yeah, but George is out there talking about this, but him and his brother was talking about madness, or it's I saw him in about the man so and so's car, and he knows yeah. them man. He's affiliated with this, and mm-hmm. them man have done this. Like again, and a lot of it is about affiliation. I'm from the hood. A lot mm-hmm. of my friends are in some very bad stuff or tied to some very bad stuff. It will take a couple Googles for mm. you to discredit me as criminally affiliated, mm. which is unfair. However, like I said, obligation, you have to engage with your environment. Mm. There is absolutely no shortcut around it and you will get flack. You mm. will not be able to, like like I said, there are a lot of clients who looked, who potential clients of mine who looked at that video and thought, oh, we can't touch him. Mm. And there's no way around that. I can't, I'm, I, I'm, that's unfortunate. Mm. But it is again. It's, it's it's what's been delegated to man. Yeah. Mm. Mm. On that, like, this is a bit random, but I'll come to a sort of relevant point. Yesterday, I was facilitating um, a session with the UK Youth Parliament. So, for anyone who don't know, they're like young people who are elected by their peers in their local community to serve as their representatives for like youth-related campaigns um, throughout the country, right? Mm-hmm. And then they have a big debate in the House of Commons, and it's pretty cool that young people. Or even involved in this stuff, right? And for anyone that doesn't know who I am, I'm not, I'm not, I am not a pastor. I actually do work with young people. That is my, that is my job. Um, in your you, church. <laughs> in my church. Youth ministry. Youth minister. But um, I was talking to them because these are young people with, with clout. These are young people with power. They've been elected, right? We were talking about the fact that you have a, you now have an obligation to the people that elected you to actually carry out this campaign and carry out your manifesto in a positive light and that means showing the, the that means showing a real story that means if things are difficult you're the representative of young people you've got to talk about the real difficult difficulties that young people go through right and it, coming back to this real point of i asked you like is it an obligation for you to use your platform to do that and you said undoubtedly yes and i want to bring it back to this this idea that there are people who have who have contacts with brands and are existing in an activist space because they have followers who look up to them for the fact that they're saying something that is not what the mainstream's saying and they're representing some sort of marginalized community or cause, um, isn't it then fair for them to be to be doing that and be be using their space to say that? Mm. Yeah, this is and, this, and it goes for me, it goes back to this idea of net gain. Mm. Like, like if if you're in like I, people are trash. Mm. People mm. are just prone to such disappointing behaviors mm. and and at the same time, there is your like, <laughs> there's your contribution to the world. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? There, there, there is what is said about you, what is remembered, or the the actual effect that you had, right? And I feel like it's it's way more, it's a better investment of expectation, yeah, for me to hope that you can do some good yeah. than for me to hope that you have the best intentions all the time. Mm. Yep. Maybe yeah. you can do some good with your dirty intentions. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> and 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 if that's possible, wow. then I can write off the the other stuff which I don't yeah. I don't want to do with because I'm I'm I have enough disappointment in the human race to yeah. to get yeah. my head around in my own life. True. Yeah, I think you're right. It's what you leave behind. That's what I said earlier. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Someone could say, "Oh, but my int- I have I have a friend, and anytime they did something wrong, this oh, but my intention was this. My intention was this." I was like, "Can you please spare me?" Because every time you tell me this is intention. And I say, we judge ourselves by our intentions. We judge others by their actions. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so mean. please spare mm-hmm. me with, this is my intention. And you, you do something wrong all the time. It's what you leave behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to say something slightly off, off topic, but to do with like legacy and things like that. Um, there's a, a guy, he was the, the, the CEO of, of Fiat, of, of Chrysler Ferrari. He died this week. Named Sergio, Sorry, I just hear Sergio the word Machado. Fiat. No, he died. He died. He, 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 he died this week. And Sorry. Sorry. He said his last... What was, it, what was his Sorry. name? Sergio, Sergio Marchioni. 
Okay. And he died this week. He, uh, I think he had um, cancer or something, but this guy was a workaholic and he, he's changed the auto industry for the better. The point being is this though, um, he once said, somebody said, why do you do this? And he read a letter from a girl in Detroit and the way it read, you could tell she was a black girl saying, you know, I want to book, she was, he, he read this letter saying, I don't do it for any of you shareholders or anything like that. I do it for this little girl who, who's both of, both of um, her parents work in one of my plants or not, our plant in Detroit. This is why I do it because it's important about what you leave behind. Mm. It's not about the moment now. Mm. And it's one of the most touching things you ever said. And in fact, this guy was about to have a successor next year. And he said, how does somebody succeed Macchioni? And he said, there is no rule, there is no ingredient. Just remember the one simple thing that is about what you leave behind, it's about the net gain. Mm. This guy has changed the industry for the better and practices the way it does being transparent and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And I think that is the thing about activism, it's the case of where is the net gain going to? Or what is the what, what's our perception of where the net gain is going to? Mm. Are you trying to actually genuinely forward an agenda that's gonna leave people, yes. mm-hmm. leave people in a better place? Mm. And a better place can be, there can actually be a discussion that's never you know, been had before yeah, that mm. can now yeah. take place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or are you doing it for the sake of your own personal gain? One point on that, can't believe we ain't mentioned this man as well. Tupac Shakur mm-hmm. was a young man mm-hmm. who involved himself in a gang war unnecessarily mm-hmm. and ended up dying from it. Mm. Yet he's hailed as the greatest mind, the greatest man, the greatest heart, mm. hip hop, and maybe music has ever seen. Mm. And that's because of net gain. Mm. It's because the artic- the experience that he was able to articulate flaws and all mm-hmm. spoke so much to the challenges that we mm-hmm. that yeah. we mm-hmm. universally experienced. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so you're perfect. Saying, yeah, so you're saying like he's a flawed guy, he's a flawed character, but what he left behind and the minds that he changed by virtue of his music, yeah. it goes beyond yeah. The fact that he's just a flawed human being like everybody and, else, and yeah, and and let's and let's take it a step further. There, there are people that will say that was a convicted rapist. Mm, mm, George mm. the poet is standing by a convicted. That's reality, you know. Mm, like mm. I think he didn't. I don't think he beat that case, you know. No, he went in. Yeah, he had yeah. to. Oh yeah, he had to bail him out. Mm, so like, so now there's another aspect of the conversation, which mm. is like, oh. Are we just immediate, just because it's Tupac, are we immediately di- dismissing the, yeah, the woman's allegations? Yeah. Yeah, Do you yeah. get what I'm saying? It's, but yeah. for me, I, I I don't know about that. And again, I would be saying this as a man, mm. which is an, you know, that's an alternative way of looking what I'm saying. But what I know about, I, I'm, I'm going to take that. Like, that's what he gave me. He gave me yeah. inspiration. He the set message, me on the path that I'm on. The I, message goes further than the man or the woman, right? On, mm. on that, right? I want to think, because we've got a couple moments left. Mm. I don't want to take up too long. Um, but I want to phrase this. We normally at the end of our podcast, by the way, we try to give some sort of thought for the future of, or like some sort of what could this look like. But I want to phrase it in a different way this time. And for any of our younger listeners, perhaps, right? Or anyone who's listening, who's thinking, but I do want to engage in activism. Like, what would you say to them? Or what might be some, some advice, given what we've just spoken about? I would say there are things you know about yourself that you've always known. Mm. Follow those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just follow it. That's the that's the little Hansel Hansel and Gretel trail mm-hmm. that will lead you to your little, you know what I'm saying, cottage of truth. Mm. Raw, getting poetic. <laughs> 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 and when you're in there, trust me, man, mm. you'll find you find all sorts of goodies that you can share with the world straight up. Mm. Respect and agree, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think what, what Tom said about, or both of you said actually, George and Tom, about net benefits, you really, because I was struggling, that's why I was a bit quiet in this episode, I was really struggling to articulate how I felt about the situation, because I haven't really thought about it too deeply before, mm. but I think how you guys phrase it as net, like the net benefit of what you do is is the kind of takeaway mm. I think, yeah, mm. that 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 conceptualizes it a lot better for me. So yeah, that's something I'll take away for sure. Like, if the net benefit is there, then boom, you're doing your own job in it. You're doing what you're meant to be doing. Mm. Little Looking P. at me. Um, if I'm honest, I've come away from this discussion with more questions than answers. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think. Um, I think the way that we talk about activism is like almost like this thing that you graduate to, that, you know, you become an activist after putting in work and whatever else for some time. 
And I think, yeah, that is true. Like to be able to actually call yourself genuinely like an activist, obviously you have to put in work and, you know, it has to look vaguely like some sort of vocational thing, like a career or at least a very, very, um, what's the word? Um, a very, very important hobby, shall we say. Like it's, it's an important part of your life. But at the same time, I think in the same way that um, we, we as humans, we have a habit of labeling ourselves as a thing without understanding that we can be many things all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I was thinking to myself today, um, someone recently, they were talking about something racist that their their um, wife had said, right? But he, this white guy, he, and he said to me, but she, you know, she's, she's not a racist, but this is what she said, which was racist. <laughs> and, I, and I just find it funny because it's like, what do you mean she is not a racist? Like, does that mean she that- takes in racism. But well, this, well, this <laughs> is the thing, like, if, if, mm. if you are, if, if, if you do something that's racist, mm. it's not, to me in my head, it's like, you're just being a human being that's raised in this society of white supremacy and whatever else. So it's not like this binary thing that you are a racist or you're not a racist. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way that, you know, I've internalized a lot of anti-black things that have been t- like, that have been extolled about black people anyway. Mm-hmm. So am I a racist? Like, do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we can be many things at, all at the same time. So coming back to this thing of being an, an activist, I think <laughs> you can just have at least what I would call an activist spirit. You don't actually have to, you know, you don't have to, shout loud about the activism that Mm, you're doing mm, Mm. um and when i think about it like when i think about the people that i looked up look up to in my life like for example my my nun who's passed away now she's one of the biggest activists i know but i don't think she would ever call herself an activist Mm. she was just daphne Marche. that's it um how you know she's a caribbean grandma yeah yeah, just daphne she was a pastor pastor marsh in it but yeah she ran um an elderly daycare center in tottenham um for the best part of i think 40 years Mm. and um it literally like it affected the whole community of north london at least harringay harringay and enfield such that when she passed away now this is what we're talking about your legacy what you leave behind there's well over a thousand people at her funeral, right? Boy. And wow. So me now, obviously, I I I was, you know, I was torn up like my nana died, man. I was very close to my nan. We all are. Mm. But to see the effect that that woman had had on so many people, mm. people I didn't even know existed, people I've never seen before in my life, getting up and having something to say about my nan, who's like to me, she's just like she's my nan, like I love her to bits. But they're like, you know, she was a mother to us. Mm. Like, like all this time when you was being a grandmother to us, you was being a mother to these people as well. Mm, so I think for me, like this whole thing of activism, it's not, you don't do it for fame, even though you may become famous because of it, but you don't do it for fame and you don't do it for accolades because sometimes being an activist is probably one of the most unpopular things you can yeah. think of mm. doing. Yeah. So I think for me, like I'm, st- I've still got a long way to go, and you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm no sort of moral, um, like you know, I'm no sort of moral standard. Or at least I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider myself that. But what I at least try to do is understand that your activism or the good things that you do, if you do it because you feel like you know it will make you more popular with people or people will like you for it, mm. then I think you, you're, you're in it for the wrong reasons. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Cool. Like, so it's about having an activist spirit for me. Mm. Cool. Tommy Dyer, got any any last words? Um, someone once said to me um, that in life that you should chase the revelation and not the revenue, which basically is a way of saying, look, um, all these material things you think you can gain by taking a certain certain set, set of steps. Um, yes, that may happen, but at what cost um, in terms of your fulfillment kind of thing? And I think as George said earlier, there are a set of skills and I think everyone has like this kind of, I believe anyway, everyone has an ingrained purpose. Everyone has a set of skills that point them into a direction. And it can be more than one thing. It doesn't have to be one thing as Patrick said as well. People can be many things, but I believe that people have a set of skills and giftings 
that can point them into a certain direction or even a geography. I always say to Patrick, for example, I don't know what he's doing in the UK. No disrespect, but he should be in Brazil, you know? Mm. Um, don't worry. I'm, no, I'm just I'm saying, work, you know what I'm I mean? Like, you know, so yeah. I think we all have skills and giftings that point us in certain places and that is what we should pursue as opposed to... Mm as opposed to pursuing what we perceive to be material mm. um, gain. Mm. I believe that if we follow what we truly believe that we can follow, um, and it's hard, it takes a leap of faith, do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. It's so you, not, not easy, you know. You're talking about inherent purpose. Like, yes, yes, like, I'm talking, yeah. I, I, am, I am talking about something almost bigger than life, which is an inherent purpose, because okay. I believe that we all have an inherent purpose. Mm. And Off I think- no, I'm just saying, I, I genuinely believe that we all have an inherent purpose. And I think the day that you've, the, someone said to me, the most important day isn't when you're born. The most important day is when you find what your purpose is. Because mm. when you find that is, life all of a sudden makes a lot more sense. Mm. That everything that you have, you know, we are the, the culmination of all the things that have happened to us in life. And as you said earlier, George, you meet your environment and you meet someone at where they're at. Mm. When you understand what your purpose is, I'm not saying I've understood mine. I hope I'm getting it day by day, but when we have an understanding, nothing else in life actually really matters. And apart from the fact that you have this purpose, you understand that you're trying to leave the world in a better place and that there will be a net gain from what mm -hmm. you're doing and the actions you're taking. I'll leave it there. Sorry, cool. Master Bala. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. No, 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 honestly, like, you know, one thing, one thing I love about every time that we talk is that I'm always learning. Like these conversations, we're not experts in it. None of us like, we come from all these different backgrounds. Every time we talk, I am learning from your experiences and I'm learning from the things that you were saying. And this is just, yeah, I think it's it's good for like guys to come together and just talk and explore these concepts. Because my mind, I've, I'm just like Patrick, I've got more questions right now. And that's, that's a good place to be in, to have more things to ask and more things to learn. Mm. But I think for me, um, I see activism as something that's tiring. And it's something that if you're bothering to engage in activism, then good luck, because you're putting yourself out there to be tired and physically yeah. and mentally drained. Mm. But one thing for me that I've learned over the years is there's so much to unlearn. There's so much bias that you come with that you need to unlearn. Mm -hmm. And if you are approaching activism, learn to unlearn in the first place. Learn to be open to just being challenged and, mm -hmm. and learning. Um, but also with that comes comes the idea that you know you, you're not always going to be right, man. And even if you're even if you're standing up speaking on a cause, think about your intentions of why you're saying this. You know, and it goes back mm -hmm. to what everyone's been talking about net gain. Like, why are you saying this? Mm. And also other people that are saying things, why are they saying that? And learn to be open to challenge, challenge, you know, and really think about analyzing what is the context in which people are saying these things? Mm -hmm. Who is benefiting? Is anyone benefiting and why? And, you know, I, I can't, I'm not an activist. So I wouldn't define myself as one, but I do think like Patrick said, like, who are we to, you know, like maybe, maybe I do things that are activists by just by challenging the status quo like George was talking about before. And I think for anyone younger who's thinking, oh yeah, but I, you know, I read these tweets, I'm reading all this stuff and just all I'm saying is think about it and just be open to thinking about it. Um, on that note, I want to end this discussion because I feel like we could ramble on forever. And it is hot, man. This has been a first summer like ever, I think in my life in, in this whole country. A real summer. Real summer. Mm. We've had a couple, but like this has been nah, this mad, is... like 30 yeah. degree weather for a little But I remember last year there was 30 degree weather for a little yeah. bit for about a couple of weeks. Do you know they, they put me in charge for one day and I shut the office at 11 and sent everyone home. That energy, <laughs> man. man like... I was like, I'm the boss today, it? I'm so, sweating, you're sweating. The Let's Lord has home. said, <laughs> Pastor B, the Lord has said to me. Everyone's just looking at me like, is he for real? And I was like, remember that, yeah? Remember who? Remember who told you could go home sure. but um on that note yeah thank you so much for everyone that's listening please get involved on the hashtag otb chats um also just at us you know tweet us we'd love to continue the conversation there mm. and yeah man if you've got anything that you'd like to say on the topic feel free to let us know we'd be more than up for chatting um once again i want to say thank you so much to george for joining us yeah man thank you great man. yeah you've added so much to this conversation yeah, yeah man so yeah. much appreciate it man. Yeah, yeah thank you for sharing i mean let you know let's do this again i'm gonna challenge you in it let's do this again sometime vibing off the energy it'll definitely happen again wicked cool, positive chats no but i mean like if anyone's got any questions for george or for any of us you know where to find us but thank you so much have a good evening a good night a good where well, i don't know what time you're listening i don't even know yeah you could be listening yeah, yeah, yeah. Board international man <laughs> international <laughs> good morning good meeting yeah. good, good, good everything yeah good everything yeah, yeah. Right. On that note, get it how you live <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>